spring? Is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbirds styles. Meet the Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely their fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. That means more comfort and less baggage. Experience how Allbirds is redefining comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24. Thank you for joining us on Community Focus this morning, where we look at the issues that matter in South Florida and the people and organizations that are making a difference. If we look at the people who have served in our military, they may not belong to one organization, but they have certainly made a difference for our country. And that is why we have Veterans Day coming up on Saturday, November 11th. And that is why the city of Miami Beach goes all out to honor our veterans. To tell us about what's planned, I'm very happy to welcome from the city of Miami Beach, the Chief External Affairs Officer, Marsha Montserrat. Welcome to Community Focus. Thank you, Ellen. Thank you for having me again this year. I am so excited that we're coming back yet again to support the city of Miami Beach and be there with all of your folks to honor our veterans. And before we get into the details about the parade, I was wondering if you can give us some of the background. There's a lot of history here, the connection between the city of Miami Beach and the military and why honoring veterans is so important to the city. Yes, of course. So, you know, many of us interact daily with veterans and This is just our way of being grateful and respecting and appreciating their service to our country. But as you mentioned, Miami Beach has a strong connection to to history and to our military. During World War II, the beaches and our hotels served as the training center for many, many of our military troops that were being deployed. And many of those members fell in love with our city. They fell in love with our sandy beaches and they fell in love with our community and they returned. And many of them are the ones that made Miami Beach what it is today. And that expression, sand in your boots, is, is just from that. And so that's why it's important for us to remember that it was those veterans that made Miami Beach who we are today. Yeah. And, you know, actually, the MacArthur Causeway, how many times do we drive over it without thinking about who the MacArthur is? (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) And it's actually named in honor of General Douglas MacArthur. So, yeah, very, very strong ties. This is the 15th anniversary of the official City of Miami Beach Veterans Day Parade, but you've had parades going on for decades, actually, in the area. Yes, we have. But this Miami Beach's Veterans Day Parade is celebrating its 15th year, minus a virtual year during COVID. But I'm thrilled. to. This is my 13th parade that I'm producing for the city. And I'm so excited. Again, I mean, I don't know why I get so excited about this day, but, you know, it's this sentimental tug in my heart and it just really makes us a community. It's one of those days that Miami Beach really gets to be a community. And I love that about this event. Yeah, I am. I'm very excited. I'm going to be driving one of our vans in the parade. So that's that's a new new experience for me. And I'm just I'm so I'll be the one at the intersection yelling at you with my whistle. (laughs) (laughs) Who else is going to be in the parade? So as in previous years, we are thrilled with the participation. We have numerous schools, including our very own Miami Beach High Senior Marching Band and their J-R-O-T-C. I always say that wrong. Right. Junior ROTC. Right. Right. And so, in addition, there's other schools from throughout our community. There's members of the Veterans of Foreign Wars that are participating, members from our American Legion here, and so many Girl Scout troops, other community groups and businesses like yourself participating. 
This year, the Daughters of the American Revolution are joining us for the first time. That's kind of exciting for us. Yeah. So, so I mean, there's a diverse group of organizations participating and celebrating our veterans with this wonderful parade. So the parade itself is next Saturday, November 11th, and you actually start at 11, 11 a.m. Why so specific about the time? It's to commemorate the armistice ending of World War One. Right, World War One, And then, of course, eventually the holiday was expanded to honor veterans of all wars. And unfortunately, there are far too many wars and veterans, but that's another whole topic. We'll just stick with honoring those who have served. And come 11-11 next Saturday, where do we gather? Where does the public gather? Where should they line up to see everything that's going to be happening? So the Miami Beach Veterans Day Parade route takes us along beautiful Ocean Drive. We start at 5th Street and we travel to 15th Street. And so folks are invited to gather along Loomis Park and our oceanfront hotels and restaurants to watch the parade as we move along Ocean Drive. Okay. And we start at 11.11. About how long does the parade take? The parade takes about an hour. Okay. Um, And immediately following the parade, we gather for a ceremony at 12th Street and Ocean Drive at Loomis Park. And that gives us an opportunity not only to celebrate our veterans, but to remember those that have served and have given their lives for our country. And that includes a flyover demonstration. It includes parachuters and a wreath-laying ceremony, as well as a picnic for those that participated with us in the parade and those that are spectators at the parade. And this is free. All This whole event at Loomis Park, can anybody come or is it just for veterans? Anyone can come. We invite everyone to participate and join us for this glorious day. And I understand that this is actually the largest Veterans Day parade in South Florida. It is. It is the largest um, parade in South Florida. It happens on actual Veterans Day. Um, and so we are thrilled to continue this tradition. Yeah. And I'm so happy that Cox Media Group is a part of it once again this year. I know we're going to be there early before start time so we can line up in the parade. Should viewers get there early to find you know, their favorite spot? And also, when will the streets be closed down so that people know when to arrive and where to park? So Ocean Drive will be closed early at about 8.30 a.m. So the streets, the actual Ocean Drive itself will be closed. None of the other main entrances to Miami Beach will be closed, just actual Ocean Drive at 8.30 a.m. We have a number of parking garages that are easily accessible to Ocean Drive and the area of the parade. We have a parking garage on 6th and Collins and a parking garage on 13th and Collins that makes it very convenient to walk over the parade route. I encourage people to come, you know, and enjoy our glorious beach and then stick around for the parade or come to the parade, at, you know, 10 o'clock and hang out and then go to the beach. It's yeah, going to be a beautiful day. It always is. It always is. Absolutely. Um, it's always a beautiful day on Miami Beach. <laughs> um, I am going to recommend sunscreen. Can people bring water to the parade? Yes. 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 Okay. Yes. Does it matter if it's a plastic bottle or should it be one of the refillables? We always encourage plastic free. And so we do have refillable water stations in the park. But I encourage people to come and join us. We have vendors. We'll have the Police Athletic League. Their young members will be selling water at the park on 12th Street for those that didn't pack it. So, you know, come one, come all. Everyone join us for this glorious day.
Where can people get more information if they want it or if there are vendors who want to participate? Are there still openings or opportunities for people to actually put floats in the parade still? I'd love to hear from those folks if they could contact me, if it's okay with you, if I give them my email address, would that be appropriate? Most definitely. So my email address is Marsha Montserrat. So let me spell that. It's M-A-R-C-I-A-M-O-N-S-E-R-R-A-T at Miami Beach, F-L dot G-O-V. Okay. And if we go to miamibeachfl.gov and search veterans, we'll probably find the page with the parade, right? We will find the page with the parade information. Okay. And we'll put the info on our website, also on our events page, just so people have multiple ways of finding out all about it. Is there anything that is not permitted to be brought either to the parade or to Loomis Park for the celebration afterwards? So we don't allow a number of things on our beaches, you know, styrofoam, glass, but the usual, you know, things that you anticipate not being allowed on parks, public parks. Okay. You know, I know the Veterans Day Parade is the big thing that we're talking about right now. But I did want to mention, as long as I have you here, the following weekend is a pickleball tournament. And this has become such a big thing nationwide. And it's what's it called? The South Beach Slam? It is. It's called South Beach Slam. It's going to take place along Lincoln Road on Lenox Avenue. And so it's going to be a street pickleball tournament. This is going to be great. I love how innovative the city of Miami Beach is. You're always coming up with new ways, not only to engage the citizens, but also to bring them together for fun events and a way to get to know each other. And, you know, you're really a very special community. So I appreciate all the work that you've done and that the city continues to do to make Miami Beach a wonderful place to visit. Hey, you're great for our economy, too. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. Um, I will see you next Saturday and be ready to go by 11, 11 a.m. at Ocean Drive at 5th Street, where the parade starts, running to 15th Street, and then for the celebration afterward at Loomis Park. Marsha Montserrat, the Chief External Affairs Officer from the City of Miami Beach. Ellen, thank you so much, and I look forward to seeing you, like you said, next Saturday. Join me at the Starbucks tent at the registration area, and I'll get you a coffee. Oh, you are a love. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Have a wonderful day. You too. Joining us now on Community Focus, I'm so happy to welcome the President and CEO of Neighborhood Housing Services of South Florida. They work to empower individuals to create affordable housing opportunities and also revitalize neighborhoods in South Florida. Kimberly Henderson, President and CEO, I have to imagine that with the price of housing these days and interest rates going up, your work has to be kind of challenging right now. Yeah. And when you do work like this, the average age of people that come through our programs is in their 40s. And I think if you looked at the average age overall, Uh, for people that don't access these programs, I would say the average age is probably in the late 20s. So it shows you that for segments of the population, because they don't have the income, they may not have a family history of home ownership, it takes them longer. It takes them longer to save for down payment. They may be struggling with understanding the U.S. financial services system 
if they come from other countries where to purchase a home, you have to pay for it all up front. Or the least I've heard in most countries is 30 percent. So most people are paying half to 100 percent of the house and they have to save that money. I can't even imagine someone saving enough money to purchase a home (laughs) right out unless they are within that one or two percent at the top who have so much cash that, you know, buying a house right out is like taking the the money out of their wallet. It's no big deal for the rest of us. You know, even a 20 percent down payment, which is standard, is difficult to come up with. And what you do at Neighborhood Housing Services of South Florida is you're helping people to get in with special programs. Is that correct? We do. At Neighborhood Housing Services of South Florida, we help people by providing education and training. Most first-time homeowners use community lending programs that are offered by most of your large major banks, and they use government-sponsored down payment assistance programs. And if you do that, all those programs require that they have a HUD eight-hour homebuyer course. And Neighborhood Housing Services of South Florida is a HUD certified housing counseling agency. So we not only counsel people to go through the homebuyer process, we counsel broadly in financial literacy to help them be mortgage ready, to become mortgage ready. And then after they purchase, we also provide training to help for homeownership sustainability so that they don't lose the home through default or through fraud or through foreclosure of any sort. So we're sort of full service in that way. And one of the reasons why I think it's important, it's a part of the American creed. We measure collectively in our culture success by becoming owners of our own home. That's a big measurement for most of us. Right. And we also know that home ownership has been used as a strategy for decades now to propel the middle class. You know, it's been a big way for us to measure the strength of the middle class and also to help people enter into the middle class. And having lived in developing countries before where, you know, the percentage of the population that owns their own home is minuscule, I really feel like it's important that we take all sorts of measures to keep some social mobility and economic mobility going, to have a broad middle class. A hundred percent. And if you listen to people who talk about the good old days, the best times in America, it was when we had a strong middle class and most people were able to afford a home for themselves. It didn't have to be a fancy home, but they had Mm -hmm. a home. They had somewhere stable shelter over their head. And the home was always something they could use as a form of equity if they needed a loan for an emergency or under whatever circumstances they needed it. And it just seems like over the last 20 years, maybe even 30 years, our middle class has been dissipating and people are falling into lower middle class. And the other end of the spectrum is the very few who have tons of money to spend. Now, you've launched this huge multi-year initiative Advancing Cities. It's an investment of $5 million from J.P. Morgan. And I understand this is a way to advance equity for Black and Hispanic women in our community. Can you talk about that? I am so excited. It's such an honor to be 
recognize and to receive this funding from J.P. Morgan Chase Foundation. We are one of five organizations or collaboratives in five different cities across the United States. And our proposal that was so well received was that, well, the requirement was that it focused on Black and Latina women. And what we wanted to focus on uh, with our partner, the Miami Workers Center and Catless Miami, is worker-owned cooperatives led by Black and Latina women. And these are women that are very often working in the informal community, in the care economy. And they're on the front lines. Yes. Uh, These are women that we are relying on to help take care of our homes, to help take care of our children, to help take care of our aging parents, to take care of us if we're sick, to do all sorts of work that keeps them exposed and often uh, do a very difficult work without earning pay that would allow them to have a living wage and a sustainable income for their families. And so we think that by incubating and training these women to form worker cooperatives where all the women become owners, that it is one of the best ways to increase their income increase the viability of their business and position them to prosper and to have a sustainable living wage, you know, to have what many of us enjoy that are in the middle class. So that's the crux of it. And, you know, worker-owned cooperatives have been around for a while, but they've, you know, not been, I think, as broadly or aggressively used as a strategy for organizing our economy as they can be. And you can also imagine or think about it from the standpoint of a consumer. I've had people come to my home to do yard work, to do cleaning. I used to be a foster parent to take care of kids. And I sometimes wonder, am I paying them fairly? You know, is it good? And so what consumers can think is I have an alternative. You know, I can procure my services from a worker-owned cooperative where all the workers are not just employees, they're owners. Right. And they're going to earn a fair wage for this work. What information do people need to reach out to Neighborhood Housing Services of South Florida if they are ready to become financially literate and achieve their goal of homeownership? Well, I think the first thing they need to know is that we offer our courses online. We're completely digitized, which makes it easier. Folks can interface with us via phone, via the online platforms that we have, or they can also make an appointment and come into the office. We have on-site classes. We do have self-paced online e-learning as well, where you can learn in a computerized course that is accepted by HUD, but we do charge a small fee for that, and that's available off our website. But otherwise, they can enroll in our classes at NHS sf.org or call 305-751-5511. That's 305-751-5511. 
Okay, that is perfect. Thank you so much. Kimberly Henderson, President, CEO of Neighborhood Housing Services of South Florida, NHSSF.org. It is possible to own your own home with their help. Don't hesitate to call or visit the website. And for our final segment of Community Focus today, you know, the Broward Center for the Performing Arts is constantly expanding its offerings to provide culture and entertainment for the whole of our diverse community. On November 9th, the stage at the Broward Center will be taken by someone who has become an immediately identifiable cultural icon through his contributions to entertainment and philanthropy through more than seven decades. He has created some of the most memorable characters in TV history, even in commercials, written dozens of books, both fiction and nonfiction. He is a singer, a lyricist, a narrator, a talk show host, creator of digital programs, a world traveler, and an out-of-this-world traveler. Only one person can claim all of this. William Shatner, hello. Hello there. Oh, my goodness. I must tell you, William Shatner, I mentioned to a co-worker that we were going to be speaking, and she started screaming, literally screaming, about your voice. And she just wants to hear your voice. And then I'm listening to the audio of your most recent memoir from last year, Boldly Go. I'm like, how on earth do you do it? What is this youth pill that you've taken? You have no signs of aging at all. I don't know. It's, you know, essentially... It's good luck. Essentially, when you're an adolescent and I guess your early 20s, you know, life presents itself as a big adventure. And even though this isn't going well, uh, tomorrow will bring a better day. And then what happens as you get older, you think, wait a minute, better days aren't coming and life is tough and why am I doing this? And I've been able to a large degree to avoid that by hook, by crook, by luck, mostly by luck. My health is great, uh, although I've had my share of exigencies and, uh, you know, I live in my home and I'm loved and, and I've got my health and uh, my talent and so life is good. I'm, I'm looking at a leaf on a tree and admiring it and thinking, my God, that's so beautiful. We, we have to practice the idea of not letting the gorgeousness of of life on earth pass us by. As miserable as we may get from time to time, we can't let the beauty by which we're surrounded be affected. Thank you for that. It's very profound. You're always thinking, how much did your visit to subspace contribute to that? Or were you always a heavy thinker? Well, I don't know what heavy thinking is. By the way, subspace sounds demeaning. At your visit to space, tell us about well, that. That. Sounds, that has an elegance to it. That, <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, what I, you, I consider myself a half-astronaut. <laughs> um, did you ask me about it? Is that what you wanted to know? Yes. I mean, it was such a big deal in the me, media. It gave me a perspective. Okay. I, I started off hitchhiking around the United States when I was a kid about to go into college. I've been across the country numerous times driving a sports car, driving with a wife, driving a truck with a dog, driving a large car with three kids and two dogs and a wife. 
I have done it alone. I've done it uh, with massive numbers of people. I've crossed the United States in its endless roads innumerable times. And you think, my God, that road goes off into infinity. And you get to that point where you think the road touches the sky, and it doesn't. It goes on another. But I'm telling you, from the perspective of space, it's a tiny little rock. Yeah. And that truth, which everybody goes, oh, yeah, it's a tiny little rock. But until you see the curvature of the Earth, you realize, wait a minute, I can trace the circumference of this thing we're all living on. I can trace the circumference. That's how small it is. That's how tiny our little venue is on life and how we can sully it up by not putting a broom to it every so often. So what would you recommend that we do? I mean, we've been through some weird times uh, in the last decade, two decades. Have you thought of running for office? Do you have ideas for how to improve things in our world? No, no, I don't. There's some very intelligent people doing that. (laughs) If only their voices could be heard (laughs) above the screaming and yelling of my my life is more important than yours. The... The thing that needs to be done, and I don't understand why it hasn't been done yet. You know what the Manhattan Project is from the Second World War? Yes, when they built the atomic bomb. That phrase? Mm-hmm. So everything in this country was devoted to making an atomic bomb. And we did it, and we did it, and we stopped them. We need a Manhattan Project on the existence of life on Earth. Well, not life. Life will continue. On our life on Earth. We need a Manhattan Project. Every scientist of any skill whatsoever needs to be brought together and funded and make something that takes the dirt out of the air and the water. I have to agree. Can't argue with that point. Um, You're going to be in town, Fort Lauderdale, November 9th at the Broward Center for the Performing Arts. You're doing this tour, William Shatner on stage, and you'll be showing a film one of your most popular films. Can we address why we can't actually say the names of your TV shows, the many iconic characters you created, and we can't say the names of your films? You can say all that. Here's what's happened. As a result of technology, artificial intelligence and streaming, to be specific, the situation for writers and actors and everybody in the entertainment industry is different. In the same way, other labor groups are saying, oh, wait a minute, artificial intelligence is going to take my job. How am I protected? And so there's just a new vista in town. And everybody, which, which is the employers and the employees, need to recognize there's a new environment. And we need to adjust the rules. And this period of adjustment, of changing the rules, because everybody's rules have been changed, needs to be done, and this is the agony we're all going through. But we'll get through this, change the rules until the next time. Yeah, and it happens repeatedly with every technological change that we go through. Exactly. Right. Uh, People are out of a job when there's automation. Well, you can't put them out of a job. I mean, you've got to satisfy something. You've made a machine work instead of them. They're human beings, and that's what's happening here. Well, nobody can use AI to replace you on stage. Not going to happen. So what can people expect when they come to see you at the Broward Center on November 9th? 
Well, you you can expect a laugh for one thing, whether that's laughing at me or with me. That's your. <laughs> <laughs> but but it's great fun. It's great entertainment. You're going to see a film, and then I'll come on stage and I'll answer questions and we'll talk and I'll spend more than an hour with everybody and we'll we'll have a great we're going to have a great time. I'm telling you that your ticket to that theater that night will be a wonderful evening in the theater. You will leave that evening thinking, I just had a great time. I'm glad I did that. I will be there with my friend who loves your voice <laughs> and will love you in person. you got to come and see me. Uh, we will. And say hello. You have a special website for us to go to? Follow your Facebook page? There is something out there. William Shatner, something or other? Yeah, WilliamShatner.com. William Shatner on Facebook can also go to BrowardCenter.org and get tickets. I'll make sure it's posted on our website. Let me just ask you Perfect. one question. I know you're short on time, but with, you know, all of the changes that you've seen throughout your incredibly long and successful career, one of the biggest changes is seeing technology that was in your first big show come to life. Is there any technology from that show, like a tricorder or a transporter, that you would like to see created that we don't have yet? Now, you just touched on two companies that I have joined. Tricorder is being invented as we speak. Oh, my God. <laughs> and I'm a member of that company. And Hologram, I, I don't know, I hologrammed in, I beamed in to Australia. I was in... Los Angeles. I was in the theater on a soundstage in Los Angeles, and I beamed in to 4,000 people in Sydney, Australia, and entertained them for an hour. And I was on stage there, but I was in Los Angeles. My image was beamed in. Two companies that I have joined, you've just mentioned, and that is the future. Hey, you are. You are our past, our present, our future. <laughs> I'm tell you're going to be talking to us from the beyond. I, I will look forward to that. I'll say the word believe, and if you hear that, I've made it. Okay. Do you know that story? I don't. Do you know that story? No, I'd That's love to Houdini. hear it. Houdini said to his wife as he died, if I can come back, I'll say the word believe. And did she and hear? never heard it. Aw. We have a psychic medium we work with at the radio station, so we'll... I want to visit with her. Oh, his name is Jeffrey Wands. I'll give you the hookup. Tell Jeffrey I got to talk to him. Absolutely. He'll love talking to you. It has been such a delight. Can't wait to see you November 9th. It's William Shatner on stage, Q&A. Front row, is that our best chance to ask you questions? No, uh, you submit written questions and there'll be an interlocutor who will say, oh, you know, so-and-so asked this question. Okay. All right. And, and I'm going to recommend that people read all of your books, all of your memoirs, because every bit of your personality comes through shining. Actually, listen to them on audiobook. That's probably even better because then you get the voice. Um, Bill, congratulations on everything that you have achieved and continue to achieve. And thank you for coming thank to Fort you. Lauderdale. We'll see you on the 9th. I look forward to meeting you. Likewise. And thank you for listening to Community Focus this morning. If you have questions about today's show or would like to suggest a topic, please feel free to email me at ellen.jaffe, J-A-2-F-S-1-E, at cmg.com. You can also leave comments on our open mic feature on our app that you can download from the iTunes or App Store. We'd love to know what you think. 
And please join us again next Sunday for an all-new edition of Community Focus. Have a great day. Spring? Is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbirds styles. Meet the Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. That means more comfort and less baggage. Experience how Allbirds is redefining comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code super 24.